Welcome to Alter Economics Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. Greetings, programs. I'm Adrian. And you're back. And I'm back. I was just gone for a week. Yeah, that's just a little week break off every now and then. Yeah. Uh, so, did you listen to last week's episode that Adrian to catch up? <laughs> totally. Yeah, I thought so. It was just funny. You only listen to the ones that you're on. <laughs> Maybe nine. <laughs> I'm not Move wrong. Move along. I'm not wrong with that. <laughs> well, I got busy. Yeah, you can still listen to stuff while you're busy. No, I can't. Do you know how many chapters in my audiobooks I have to rewind because I'm at work and then did, it's did, like chapter 20 did and you I drive here? sworn I... And I did... I was doing other stuff. I was listening to other stuff. Yeah, other other non other stuff. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. We don't need to artificially pad our own numbers. Come anymore. on, Richard. <laughs> so, uh, happy Halloween month-ish, folks. Eve, 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 Eve. Halloween Eve, 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 Eve. Halloween month. Yeah. Uh, so, in the spirit of Halloween, a lot of things <laughs> people do is trick-or-treating. Within trick-or-treating, there's costumes. So, we're going to talk about some of our favorite costumes, specifically costume changes, because you yeah. don't wear the same costume every single year. I don't wear the same costume to work every day. Neither do I. I mean, I have a lot of repeats. Like, all right, I'll wear the same shoes a lot and same hairstyle a lot, but... I, mean, I wear the same underwear a lot. That's... <laughs> see, I would... I mean, yeah, that's on you. Good with that. <laughs> you can choose not to wear the same underwear a lot. You can choose to not wear underwear the same a lot. So, but anyway... Some of our costumes, some of our heroes decide, like, hey, uh, it's time for a change, time for a new costume, so let's change it up a little bit. So I figured uh, we can start talking about some of our favorite costume changes, either to, from their original to the new one, or from their original to the new one to the new one. Like, oh, mm. that middle one, that one sucked, but the one, the original, and then the newest one, that's cool. So, uh, who would like to go first? Jared, why don't you go first? What is Sounds one of your good. favorite costumes? Uh, one of my favorite costume change uh, changes was a uh, Robin. When Tim Drake become became Robin, he kind of went from the short shorts to the full pants, but he's kept the Robin color scheme of uh, green pants, green sleeves, and green gloves. Uh, but uh, during Infinite Crisis, his best friend Connor Kent was killed, who was Superboy. So in honor of uh, his friend, he changed his color scheme to all red and black, pretty much, except for like the yellow R and yellow buckles on his tunic but he had red pants and red sleeves and black gloves and everything because uh superboy's color scheme was black and red so he changed that to honor his friend and i always liked the i always thought the costume looked way better with just black and red well and just the addition of wearing pants instead of yeah. not pants like when right. you're a child like i'm pro uh pro children pants. wearing pants instead yeah. of like speedos that's just weird so agree pants is always a good choice yes. it's, it's more functional like hey if you skid your knee while, you know, fighting crime or whatever, have that extra little layer of pants. Right. You can have padding there or just random like, hey, I don't want to show off my bits while I'm a minor. Right. That just seems weird. Yes. I always thought it was weird. They're like, oh, Robin. Oh, that's a rough. It's a, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what the right word is for that. It's a wrong, wrong. choice. It's a wrong <laughs> choice. Um, that, that's the safest way to put it that way. Probably. Yeah. But Robin's had uh, quite a few costume changes over the years, but I always thought that was probably the best evolution of his costume. And that was Tim, you said? Tim Drake, yep. So, which is also Red Robin. Red Robin, yep. Yum. Sorry, I had to do that one. <laughs> Get out. I, I hate the name Red Robin. <coughs> yeah. I, I really do. Yeah. Like, just go with Robin or not. Don't do Red Robin. Just call yep. him Cardinal. Sure. 
I, uh, I'm, I'm, go with I'm, that. I'm cool with that. Like, yeah. Just Red Robin. Like, especially the double R on the logo. Like, yeah, it uh, looks. So it, his costume is always going. Yeah, it looks like it's much. a bad, like, Photoshop font. Like, <laughs> oh, there's a blur. Uh, yeah. We'll stick with it. The real reason why is he didn't change the red robin is like, oh crap, there's two R's. Um something another R word red, 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 red robin. That's what we'll go yeah. with. It, it's trying to it's trying to be three D. We have to wear the okay. special glasses to have it pop out. Okay. It's I'm not cool. blurred, it's three D. I'm cool with that one. I I'd be more acceptable of that one than otherwise. We'll go with that. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Alright. So I will go next also. Uh with one of my favorite costume changes is was Captain America's. Uh, specifically when a different person took over as Captain America, when Bucky took over as Cap. Oh, that was mm. a good costume The change. Bucky Cap costume. Like, Steve Rogers, it's a classic with the chainmail shirt and, like, the wing head and everything. But when Bucky did it, it's like, no, I'm, it looks more like athletic wear. Like, it had it was actually a form-fitting, had the black instead of the blue with the stripes and everything. And just him seeing Captain America with his shield and a gun, because why not? Because why not? I mean... He fought in World War II using guns. I like that they kept the star on his shoulder and just kind of Americanized it right. from yeah. the Soviet Russian. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I was like, well, I was like, of all the people that have been Captain America that have been, that had not been Steve Rogers, Bucky, I like the best because he grew up in the trenches with him, literally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, that's. He's the best partner to Steve Rogers because he's seen it all. He's seen World War II. He's seen, you know, somewhat with the Cold War-ish while being an brainwashed and assassin. And, people. and in the comic books, he has the meta-human enhancements to be able to throw the shield. I That's why I don't like with the whole Falcon Captain America because he's just a regular guy through the shield. The comic's like, no, no, this is like a heavy thing to get mm-hmm. those angles and balance everything. You have to be strong. You have to have some sort of serum or training to bend the laws of physics right. with the shield. And at least with Bucky, he had the metal arm mm-hmm. with that super strength to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, when they did the Falcon Winter Soldier with the John Walker before he got all messed up, he was just a regular dude. Like, yeah, he's strong and worked out, but like... To be able to balance it that way, mm-hmm. I, I I don't like that. It just it doesn't it takes it demystifies the power of Captain America. Like, oh, anybody can Agreed. do that. Versus no, he is a super soldier. Like that's why he can do that. So side tangent away. Uh Bucky, I, I thought it was a really cool costume. Um if you want to see it, check out the Captain America series. I mean, when he was Captain America is post Civil War when Steve died. Or quote died because he didn't didn't die. Tony give him the shield and everything? Um, I don't think he necessarily gave it. I think Bucky stole it, but no one stopped him. Like, oh. Yeah, and Tony maybe just went along with it. I remember I, there I was think, an interaction between I'm Bucky and this. Tony. Right. I think they did have an inter- It's been a long time since so I right. read it. But I think it was similar to that. Like, yeah, I'm taking this, but you're not stopping me. Like, oh, no, I can't stop you. He, your exit's on the left there, bud. That sort of thing. Because, yeah, it just it worked really well. Yeah. And I like how the pistol that he carried around, I don't know. I'm bad at this. I don't know the actual type. But supposedly it is the same pistol that Hitler used to kill himself. So they then oh, retconned yeah. it saying that Bucky was the one that actually killed Hitler. Yeah. It wasn't a suicide. Like, he, this was the gun he killed him with. It's like, that's that's also fun. Yeah. Like, that's a cool little, little and nod And it to fits that. with Bucky. Right. Like, uh, my other favorite story with Bucky was 
they did a story when it was still the Civil War time, so they were under, on the underground. Like, oh, you know, we shouldn't go back in time to change things. And the one was like, oh, if you can go back in time, would you kill Hitler? And Bucky was like, I killed Hitler. Everyone stopped. Wait, what? When did, yeah, he's what like, was I that? killed Hitler. I killed Hitler. Uh, moving on, guys. And like, just the awkward pause, like, holy crap, we forgot how um, terrifying amazing you are. <laughs> like... It just that whole separation of generations, too. Like they were sitting up in when they were the new Avengers because they were still part of the underground, so still post Civil War. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember I have the issue somewhere, I don't know where, but I do remember like that was just cool. The I love when the comics do the awkward pause, and like when you can see it, and like it's up to you to decide how long you want to pause on that. So that's just cool when they do that. Mm-hmm. So, mine was Captain America, Adrian. Uh, I think one of the most interesting uh, would be Psylocke from the, like, original to, I think, the first variation. And then it doesn't vary that much. So, when we first meet Psylocke in the 80s, I believe, she's got this long cape and a hood. And she's totally covered. And she's, like, an assassin. And you're not supposed to see her. Because the cloak will hide her and, like, blend in with the darkness, right? Because that's what assassins are supposed to do. Because that's what assassins are supposed to do. And then you see all of the assassin (laughs) in every variation after that. Uh, If memory serves, she did, like, a full bodysuit for a little while. And then it went into the classic, like, Ms. Marvel She did a full body swap. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. talk about a well, costume well, yes. change. Like, she changed, she swapped bodies. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, she was Betsy Braddock for a long time, and then she became, like, Yuko, Yugo, something. She was, uh, yeah. She, yeah. She's her, British, but she's changed Japanese. to swap bodies with a Japanese woman. And now she's back to Betsy Braddock again. I mean, the consciousness was still the same, either way. Yeah, right. But, so, but now we have... Um, for a little while, she became Captain Britain too. So that was always that was kind of cool too, because uh, her brother is Captain Britain as well. Her brother is Captain Britain. So ultimately, maybe like four costumes, and like the third one had tiny variations. She's wearing a scarf. Now she's not wearing a scarf, or she had the scarf around her waist briefly too. <laughs> right, I think like right. the sword I found was always kind of a unique add-on to the costume because she didn't. She had. At the beginning. The telekinetic sword. No, no. Or no. The physical sword. Oh, okay. But she didn't use it for a long time, and then they kind of gave it back, and then she used her telekinetic sword for a long time, along with an actual katana. Uh, that would, by far would be the most unique as far as even, for me, like, just drastic. Because everybody kind of keeps it the same. You know, Wolverine always looks Wolverine. You know, the, the pointy ear thing. And the two colors, but it's it's always Wolverine, right? Or you know, Cyclops. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that statement. With hers, it was drastic. Uh, like if you show somebody a picture of Psylocke, original OG Psylocke, chances are good he or she might say, "Who's that, Psylocke?" Nah, yeah. Uh, I, I still wouldn't say that like everyone else stays the same. I mean, look, Cyclops' costume has changed a lot over the years. Well, and he has the visor, so you always know it's him. Right. But, I mean, that's kind of unfair to but say. if you would have held 
uh, her original costume to what it is today, I would say tell you it's not the same character. Right. Right. Like it is pretty dramatic of a change. Storm, I mean, you always know it's Storm. I would say white Beast, hair and Beast flying would, around. Beast original versus okay later is definitely drastically different. Sure, I'm now furry, right? But I wasn't before, and now I'm cat like, and now I'm not. And for a long time, everybody thought I was Wolverine's brother because I had the same hair. Oh yeah, right. I forgot Beast was not originally he, blue. He was just a dude mm-hmm. with like I mean, he had big hands and big feet, mm-hmm. but that was about it. So like. Uh, to say that none of them changed is like I think there's still quite a few that have had drastic costume changes. Just the main roster of Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean. Sure. Yes, those are still the same. Maybe the costumes change, but they still have that a defining well that's attribute. That's, that's what their power is. Yeah. So like Cyclops, you can well, never no, get rid I mean, of the visor. Exactly. Like Stormy mentioned, she's always going to have white hair. Magneto's usually always going to have the helmet. Mm-hmm. You know, Professor X is usually in a wheelchair and bald. I don't know. I usually, usually. I've liked storm changes over the years, though, where the full hair versus the mohawk, the black costume, the white costume. I can never get behind the mohawk. I'm just saying, though, it's different, though. I always thought it looked good. It's always different, though. Like, she has, like, of all the superheroes in comics that do something with their hair, she's the only one that actually changes her hair for the most part. A lot of people have the same hair through forever. I mean, you don't see. We've seen shapeshifters that never change their hair. Right. So, to actually say, all right, we're making this same character a new attitude, new personality. The closest thing we've seen since then, I would say, would be Kate Bishop, or not Kate Bishop, Kitty Pride, or Kathleen Pride, or Kate Pride. Like she has like full embraced the pirate attitude right now, versus she was always the innocent young little girl, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And she's like, no, I'm an adult. Treat me like such. And now I'm a pirate because why not? It's funny because it took her like thirty years to become an adult. Well, I mean, comic book timeline. Uh, yeah, I know. So, yeah. yeah, right. But I'm I, saying, uh, look, for all intents and purposes, Magneto should be in a home, in a wheelchair, and not same mutation. It's fine. Know. Right. It's fine. I mean, dude was a kid during during World War II. So right. He should, you know. But yeah, I, I think that's why I can't think of any other heroes that have actually like changed their hair off the top of my head, other than Storm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mystique doesn't even change her hair. Because she, she totally to. can. She doesn't have to. She's like, oh, I can just do whatever and or not. So, yeah. Anyway, back to get on track. Jared, what's next on your list? All right. The next one on my list was Sinestro. Um, I think his costume changed also symbolized a whole new direction for DC Comics at the time. Um, he His costume was basically black and almost like a sun. If you looked from the top oh, yeah. straight down, it was almost like a star or something pattern oh, around I, his neck. I would say his costume was green. And then it turned to yellow. <laughs> no, I'm pretty That's sure the was, retcon stuff. No, I'm pretty sure it was black bot, black base with a blue this is... top. Was it originally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Wait, with the old Wait, say cartoon. those colors again? Black and blue. Maybe purple. Purple is what I'm remembering. Anyway. But I, either way. Yeah, he had this weird, so like, I remembered, um, it, I remembered it as spiky, blue. Yeah, it was kind of. Like floral Yeah, neck almost thing. like a flower or something around his neck. But uh, it looked really his dumb. costume change was not dramatic, but it changed from being the yellow and, or I'm sorry, the black and purple or blue and, to looks, uh, looks, yellow. Yeah, I have one similar to that. Definitely, it's like a blue yeah. and yeah. black. Yeah, I that looks like he had a black. power ring originally. Yeah, he, Did had, he, yellow, have a power? he had the yellow he power ring. Okay. Yeah, well, he was a Green Lantern at first, but then when he was stripped from that, he uh, got the yellow power ring. But he was the only one. Well, during the Sinestro Corps War, it was 
he had the full costume changed to where his the blue section was turned yellow, and then they attached the uh, uh, Sinestro right. Corps symbol on his chest, mm-hmm. which was a a, a way oh, better change, way better like, change, an infinitely it, better. Like, yeah. oh, this looks like actually they made him. I'm actually afraid of right. Yeah. Like he was always part of like the Injustice League or you know the whatever, and they made him an. Uh, a villain again because he was kind of a joke for a while or maybe not a joke maybe that's not the right word but he almost looked like elf-like yeah, yeah. Like, like he, he has like a character he had like an elongated head yeah. like he looked like the little skinny like i oh really why we should be scared of you like right. you're a spindly little guy the right. receding but hairline never helped him, either yeah and the, they made the, him the, tough the, again. widow's peak that they did too like yeah <clears throat> but they made him tough again and that also the sinestro core war was one of green lantern's best story arcs and then they spawn that into the War of the Light, the uh, power rings and everything, more lights, and brought on Blackest Night from there. So I think that was the setup, his costume change, along with the changes in the Green Lantern world, set up a long-term plan with Blackest Night, and I thought it had a huge significant impact to DC Comics. I really like the variation of his suit in Injustice. Because it has more of an armor look yes. to it. I thought that was really cool. Uh, which then we later see in the New 52. When that first came out, your your core league got like armor suits. Somewhat, versus, yeah. They were you know, just skin more, tight suits. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not the bulky armor, but it was skin tight armor. Right, right, right. It looked armor-ish. It looked yeah. useful, you know. Like, right. Sure, the Flash may be able to dodge a bullet, but what if he didn't pay attention? And, exactly. Okay, right. And, um, yeah, I always liked it when, when they did that. I'm trying to see if Injust- Injustice came out first or the New 52. Pretty sure Injustice the- did. I was going to say 52. Because <laughs> Injustice, all right, you look up New Injustice. 52. I'm looking up Injustice. Injustice, Gods Among Us, uh, started in 2013. It was digital first, though, and then it went to print afterwards because it's awesome. I forgot. Yeah, I always liked the way. I am wrong. Two thousand eleven was New Fifty Two. Yep. So yeah, so Injustice, like you said, cop Injustice copied the New Fifty Two style of the armor and stuff. I, I know that's why I said it. <laughs> or I'm I'm correcting him too. Yeah, I'm wrong. Mo- moving on. But no, still, I mean that was as much as everyone loves to bash New Fifty Two. The costume changes. There were things was, about it. I know, liked that I really a liked. lot of the costume changes. They gave Wonder Woman pants. But they gave Wonder Woman pants. I was about to say that. Yeah. yeah. But they, they had a leather took jacket. But yeah, they, they had actually, a leather jacket for a while. Like they would do oh, the yeah. promo pictures, but in most of the books, she wasn't wearing pants. She wasn't though. wearing pants. It was anymore. just the covers and the mm-hmm. promos that she was wearing the full uh, pants. I think she was. It didn't. The pants didn't the last big, long. Yeah, they got rid of them real fast. Mm-hmm. They. I know in like um, Superman and Wonder Woman's book, Justice League, she was wearing pants. I didn't read a whole lot of the Wonder Woman series because it didn't start off very strong. I, I, remember, I didn't carry for. I remember people complaining about like, really, they're making this whole bit like she has pants and there she is wearing the skirt again. Yeah. Like it was just come on, guys. Now I liked the uh, Superman losing his underwear. I liked that. Yep. Same it with Batman. It was just the belt, right? It was just the belt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Batman has flirted with the not underwear on the outside a lot more than what Superman. Superman that was his iconic thing. Is he yeah. always had the underwear on the outside? At least they didn't do Aquaman what they did didn't with. Do uh, a whole lot. George, no, I can't think of his name. Bat Nips. Oh, Clooney. Clooney. Thank you. Yeah. But like, 
I, I like a lot of the new 52 changes. When they did Nightwing with the red instead of the blue. That yeah, I looked, liked that. That looked really cool. Like, okay, yep. this is... Oh, when Damien became no, Nightwing. No, this was Dick, no, Grayson, was Dick Grayson. In the comics, not, not Injustice. He, was, he still had the black, but he had the red V instead of the oh, blue. Oh, Dick Grayson well, They did. actually yes. did that okay. in the old... Before Infinite Crisis. They did... Um, he let Blockbuster get shot, so he kind of, since he failed to save somebody, it was the same as murdering them or letting them get right. shot and killed. Um, he failed to stop it, so uh, he kind of went dark and be, called himself, I think, Deathwing or something like that. And he had the red, but he also had a Emo different style. Wing. Yeah. That's what I just heard you say. Emo wing. That's <laughs> it. That story. Right? But it was still a really cool. Yeah, uh, it was a good costume. Especially when they went back to the blue, from the red to the blue. I was like, cool. It does. It's a hard transition. That, it is. That the looked, red looked good because it was like a, a and the baby blue, too. like a super soft baby blue. Like, yeah. oh come on, at but least the, do like a dark blue or something. Like, give it a right. little bit of grit. But the Nightwing book had some good art. If you go back to the New Fifty Two Nightwing book with the court of owls i, I mean that was, the begin- which, that was that was towards the beginning of that right. i can't remember but the that was probably book volume, had some really good art in it it was the city of the owls that would have been volume two because it was something for batman like it was court of the owls of the first six and then city of the owls slash with, night of the owls the yeah. second volume he did something with Haley's circus but that tangent's over let's yeah. move back so sinestro and, and changing new 52. His, yeah changing from his blue black and blue to his black and yellow all right uh, next one for me will be the Hulk. Uh, specifically, I'm going to go with Maestro this time. Like when they, we normally we see, you know, Hulk, big, strong, whatever, but him like being in control and being Maestro, like being like control of everything with the, you know, the terrible balding, like long hair, like buddy, just shave it off. Like that's what I do. I, I know I'm bald, so I shaved the rest mm-hmm. of it off. And, but with the whole big beard, too, it's like, no, I'm whatever. I do what I want. And it's like one of those, like, I want to make fun of you, but also you're still the Hulk. I don't want to mess with you. And they only did it for, like, two issues, and then they've gone back since recently to do the Maestro series. But it's still cool to see that little extra growth with the character. Like, oh, he, he is showing his age because it is all gray hair. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not just full head of hair and everything like no it, it is showing he is older and he's lived a hard life as even as the hulk but it, it's cool to see that extra little thing and i want to do a two for here also with the hulk the gladiator hulk from planet hulk was just mm-hmm. cool looking like that's that's why it's on the cover he has the whole arm bracer thing the the with the spikes on the shoulder and like the, the strap across like oh he is ready to fight and whoever he's fighting I'm. I don't know if I should be more scared of the Hulk or the guy he's fighting because if he has to armor up, that's not a good sign. And just it was a great story too. It worked really well. They did it so well that they put it in Thor Ragnarok. Like, oh, here's more Gladiator because that's what you love, and it worked out pretty well. So, but it, you didn't like it as an adaptation <laughs> of Planet Hulk. <laughs> but it still looked cool. Of like, why does no, the Hulk you need just armor? Said it didn't look cool. Why does the Hulk need armor? Because he's messing some people up and. He might get messed up too. He might get messed up too. And even though he is, quote, bulletproof, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Like, I don't know how many times different things, people are like, oh yeah, I'm bulletproof, but that still hurts. Like, if you were a bulletproof vest, yeah, you may not be bleeding from the shot, but you might crack some ribs. Yeah, you're right. going to have a bruise. Right. So it's not like, it's not nothing. Wolverine, I don't know how many times, like, yes, I know I can regenerate from everything, but do you know how much it hurts to burn alive? Like, I liked it when, uh, in the, what was it, 2099 movie or whatever. Uh, 2099 movie? What? Yeah, 2000 or 1999 movie. 
of X-Men. And uh, Rogue asks about his claws. And she's like, does it does it hurt when they come out? Oh. And he looks at him time. as he's driving with his hand on the wheel. And he's just kind of like, every time. Yeah, it's Splitting open his skin. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, he's not invulnerable. He doesn't not feel anything. He I mean, feels it all. He just, I mean, it's acceptable losses at that point. Like, oh, I'll take this little pain to deal a lot of pain mm-hmm. with you. So as well as like, it's worth it. Which explains why he's always screaming when he's getting shot at, or whenever he nicked his claws. I mean, that can't feel good. It's not like a cat that has retractable claws. Like, no, it's piercing through his skin and right. flesh. I mean, ouch. So, yeah, I want Marvel to write. A wimpy, uh, a wimpy X-Men. A wimpy Wolverine. Ow! That hurt! Now I'm coming at you with my claws. Or, uh, hangnail. <laughs> <laughs> when he had the bone claws, of, like it would splinter while he popped it. Like, oh, dang it. Yeah. Every time. Every single time. Or if he sneezes, like he puts his hands over his mouth to sneeze. So like, <laughs> he pops an eye. He just Lord. goes through. Like, <laughs> it crisscrosses through his brain. Like, achoo. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! It's like what do you, when you see like, um, do you need help or should I stay away because you're going to go into a berserker fury? I don't know. I don't what to think do. those are supposed to go up in there. Yeah, no, that's one way to pick your nose, but that's a little too deep there. So yeah, anyway, the Hulk wearing armor, and it, it, so we got Maestro Hulk and World War uh, Hulk. So yeah, or Planet Hulk, I should mm-hmm. say. Adrian, what's next on your list? Uh. I really liked what Norman Osborn did with the Dark Avengers. There was some really cool. There was some some really awesome stuff there. He needed all the core members. And he like Ares, he didn't change. Right? He just needed a war god to replace Thor, right? Uh, but like the Iron Patriot suit was Super Way cooler than it should have been. Yes, it was super lame, yep. but super cool at the same time. What if Captain America wore an Iron Man suit? Well, that's normal. Here we go. Um, Dakin's Wolverine suit, which was... The brown and tan. It was yep. the classic brown and tan, but it was still different enough. And I don't know if maybe it was his tattoo on his arm. I think that was mostly it, yeah. Or what? And the way his claws would pop, too. Just the way it has the two on the top and one on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Like, that looks cool, too. Uh, I liked how he had the new Ms. Marvel suit, um, which was kind of a blending of like three different suits for Moonstone. Moonstone, it that's was right. Still the classic red, the bikini, or not but the, the one had, piece. Had the star the piece in the chest. Yeah, right. It just a couple different things, a couple different of Captain Marvel or Ms. Marvel's costumes. But it was uh, uh, black and red. It but it was black the, and yeah. red. blue and mm-hmm. red. Right. Um, Bullseye was Hawkeye, is that right? That's, Bullseye uh, was yeah. Hawkeye, and he yep. looked very yeah, angry. Pretty much just put on Hawkeye suit, but mm-hmm. it always looked menacing and yes. stuff. Uh, Venom was Spider-Man. Venom was Spider-Man, black suit Spider-Man, uh, just overly muscular for Spider-Man. Uh, but I just remember seeing that um, last page when he introduces the Dark Avengers for the first time. Um, I was like, wow, that looks that looks freaking awesome. Yeah, cause these these guys, yeah, the, nobody knows that they're really the bad guys, but they look like they should be the good guys. But to the audience, you and me, oh, and there was they a, look very menacing. There was a speedster on their team too, Quicksilver. It was actually it was actually Quicksilver, I think. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Uh, I don't remember that. I just pulled up the picture. That's oh no, it's it's Kid Marvel. It's um, Speedy. No, no, no. 
It's Kid Marvel. It's um, Marvel. Marvel. Thank you. Yes. Oh, okay. That's right. I thought with I the silver hair. Yep. Or the white hair. Yep. Uh, in Sentry. In Sentry. Yeah. But he didn't change either, and neither did Marvel. Those but, suits were the same when we meet them the first time. But just if we're just a whole quote roster change mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. of the Avengers, like that was huge. It was gigantic. I mean, the I, villains have won. I think it went just the right amount of time. They probably could have gone. They could have drawn that out like a full two years or longer. But I think it would have been really. They, you would have killed the anticipation for it, so when you had your big payoff, people wouldn't be interested. Right, exactly. So. And it, I I still didn't like Siege when it all came to an head. I mean, it, it, it fell was flat. okay. It fell flat. But it wasn't as good as uh, It wasn't Secret as good Invasion. as the build-up. Right. Secret Invasion. I loved Secret right. Invasion. Secret Invasion was the first stories so. I was reading in comic books. Mm-hmm. That was the, when I started reading comic books. So Yeah, that was fantastic. The Dark Avengers was awesome. And kind of even on the same note, like, we've gotten new superheroes, new spider people. Gwen's uh, suit is freaking awesome. Miles's suit is freaking awesome. And it's, I, I don't know that you can really top either one of those. No, actually, between with all of the Spider-Man costumes, I've Miles has been my favorite mm-hmm. since it debuted. Uh, it's, it's an awesome costume. I like the current new one for the uh, can i say who it is in yeah, the, uh, yeah. for 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 ben right ben it's been kind of known since free comic book day yeah oh that's right yeah so ben um i like the suit but ben it kind of ben riley yeah but it kind of reminds me of the weird draped spider over the his head during civil war or right before civil war Right before he gets the iron suit, the iron spider suit, he has like this kind of weird where like the head of the spider falls on his chest. It see it's for me. It kind of reminds me of the just the Tobey Maguire black suit spider. Like it has, but I'm saying that it has that the long legs where it's where it does more focus on that mm-hmm. and almost like a mixture of that and the venom. Like if the venom one would be still black instead of white. Instead of going out, just go down. It just has more, I don't know, more accent on the legs than the actual body. Sure, right. Exactly. Yep. 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 And it was, Kid Marvel was Novar, not Marvel. Novar. Novar. No, no, Novar. No. No. N-O-H dash. Far. That's what I said. Yeah. Novar. 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 So yeah, Young Avengers, or not Young Avengers. Dark Avengers. (laughs) Dark Avengers. And that's another one too. The Young Avengers, their take on their predecessor's. Suits, Patriots, you know, red, white, and blue, but it's obviously not Captain America. Not Wiccan, Steve Rogers, Captain America. Not Steve Rogers, Captain Wiccan is neither Thor nor Doctor Strange. Or he wasn't even Wiccan originally. It was the Asgardian. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he was the Asgardian. Because he thought he was Asgardian. Right. He didn't realize he was the son of Scarlet Witch. Right. Uh, Hulkling was just, you know, big guy. Like a shapeshift. Right. Uh, Kate Bishop... We meet her for the first time, and it's like, uh, I'm B.A., I'm purple, and I'm going to wear shades. I'm going to wear sunglasses. I'm rich. And at I, night. And don't call me Hawkeye. Okay, Hawkeye. Don't call me Hawkeye. Okay, Hawkeye. Okay. Don't call me Hawkeye. Then why are you using his bows and arrows? Right. Okay, fine. <laughs> and wearing the plain purple. Right. Right. Uh, and even Stature. Uh, she's Scott Lang's 
daughter. Kid. And, Cassie uh, Yeah. But she doesn't she doesn't adopt that style that Ant-Man had before she made, he died. She made her own costume mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you think about when Young Avengers came out, too. Scott Lang was dead. Mm-hmm. Clint Barton was dead. Mm-hmm. Vision was dead. There's a lot of people oh, yeah, that were... Kid Vision was in that, too. There's a lot of people, like, main, holy crap, I'm looking at it now. What do you mean they're dead? I like, know. Not Kid Vision. Kid I, Iron Lad. Iron Lad was there. Iron Lad. Which was King the Conqueror. King the Conqueror. So, like, it's weird when I recommend, like, hey, Young, Young Avengers, great story. However, it took place in a certain t- place of time where mm-hmm. this person's dead, this person's dead, this person's dead. Basically, read Avengers Disassembled first, first. and then read this. Because that'll explain pretty much everything you'll need to know. So, Jared, what else is on your list? Or do you have anything else on your list, I should say? Yes. Uh, this is kind of a quick one. Um, I It's not really a full costume change. It was a temporary for the story arc kind of costume. But I really liked uh, what Joker did in Joker War when he stole Batman's bat suit and made Jokerized it. Um, that was he, fun. He had the Batman emblem, but it was a big smile across the chest all of the Batman emblem. He had ha ha written on bits and pieces all over it. You know, just he looked like he spray painted it a different color. It looked really cool for in, for that story arc of the Joker stealing Batman slash Bruce Wayne's fortune to and stealing all of his toys, hacking everything, and basically launching all of Batman's equipment against Gotham. It was a great story arc, and that. Added to that final confrontation with him in the Batsuit just kind of added a little bit more to the Joker War story arc. That was one of the better Batman stories we've had in a while. It's It was definitely, it was really good. Yeah, it was. Um, and taking, spinning out of the of Joker taking over the Batman suit, the Batman Beyond costume yes. was really cool. Yes, like, that mm-hmm. one was really good. Like, that, for me, that is the, what if Batman was Iron Man also? Because, like, he had the whole rocket boosters and everything and had Alfred slash Bruce in his ear giving giving directions and everything. And just a whole solid black, skin tight, like, nothing big and bulky. He's not, he's no longer hanging out on, you know, a gargoyle, you know, while lightning. Like, no, he's doing his own thing. And it it was just a really cool costume. And I think, and we saw that in... Oh, there was one of the, was that the series where Gordon was Batman? Like you'd see no. where the costumes were going to. Uh, sort of. I oh. thought that one was with the bunny that ears. That was the blue bunny ears. Right, but I thought they were one of the story arcs. Because that was um, when DC did Futures a. End. Futures End. Right, it was a 52 issue weekly yes. series. Um, That's where oh. they teased the whole, uh, the, the, the blue robot suit you, turning into Brother Eye or whatever. Are you talking about the yes. eternal lead into yes. Batman Beyond? Okay, yeah. It was all like it was all like this is how we get from That's the right. current DC to the Batman Beyond world. This right. bridges that gap, right? And Terry McGinnis comes back in time during that uh, future's end, gets killed, uh, yeah. and then t- an adult Tim Drake takes over the Batman Beyond suit, which then they fix Terry yeah, they, later. Yeah, and whatever. It's uh, that, it's comics. It all ends up being that a wash. Was a good story arc. I forgot about. Yeah, I remember that. them saying like, "Okay, this is how we get from this Batman to the Batman Beyond costume." Yes. Was that Commissioner Gordon robot Batman suit right. that that bridged the gap? Which yep. is like, I remember when they did Gordon, like everyone's like, "Really." We need a mech suit Batman. Like, well, but it's Commissioner Gordon. That's the Batman yeah, now. Not... Wait, Gordon's Batman? And I loved having him messing with his hair where he'd shave his mustache. He all of a sudden looked 20 years younger, which I still don't fully understand. Yeah, he also, like, 
buzzed his hair off. So yeah. I, I think he got rid of like most of the gray. Right. So they, they de quote de-aged him temporarily to be Batman again. And as much as people hated that story, I thought it was fine. It went a little longer than it should have. Yeah. But I thought overall, like, okay, this isn't a terrible, like if we're going to have someone that's not directly in the Bat family be Batman, Gordon is a good choice. Yeah. And so. that was one of the story arcs that read better in trade, I think, than single issues. I would agree with that. I, if I remember right, I think there were some times where some of those issues were farther apart than just your normal month. I think they may have been five, six weeks. So by the time one issue came out, you forgot what happened. So you're like, okay, this is crap. Right. You know? Because they packed a lot in between that right. they wanted that you had to remember too. Exactly. So, but, but yeah, I love the Batman Beyond. Like, yeah. sorry to no, don't tell for yours. I but. forgot all about Batman Beyond suit. And the one that I like as far as Batman goes is the Thomas Wayne Batman. Oh, oh yes, from, that was a yes, good one from, from Flashpoint. Flashpoint with that the whole awesome. red, mm-hmm. that was really a little bit good. more spikier, a little bit yep. more violent with obvious a, guns, a lot more violent. on the holster. Yep. He murdered uh, people. Yeah, right. Uh, they even changed the eyes to be red. Yep. You know, so it's, as far as, obviously it's not the same, but it, it's a Wayne. So, yeah. yeah that, that one was that a one classic was, one that I really liked. And, and that it, one was very good because it was very short. It was like, all right, we're not yeah. going to drag this out forever. This is yep. a short right. timeline. They brought him back since every mm-hmm. once in a while for this, that, and the other. Like, oh, well, we're... You're Bruce. You're a disappointment as a son, and Bruce is like, well, but you're not actually my Bruce, my not my Thomas Wayne. Right. So I don't actually care what you say. Right. My Thomas is dead. So he's not saying anything. Right. Uh, next on my list, uh, Iron Man costumes. They have had some wonderful ones. They have had some terrible ones. Like I know people. Some people love the whole the old school pointy faceplate one. I hate it. I always hated it too. <clears throat> I hate that one. I hate the one with the shoulder pads, like the discs that are oh, on the shoulders. Yeah. I hate that one. I do like when he had roller skates on his suit. That was hilarious. At one point, he had roller skates that would pop out, and he had like jet boosters that he'd just skate through instead I of just flying. About that. Are you about? Iron Man. He had that for like one issue way back when. I don't remember that. Oh, it was it was terrible. But like, yeah, I'm gonna I, my that. favorite Iron Man suit might be the Extremist Extremist, however you want to pronounce it. The nanobot costume suit that one was always cool just because I loved seeing the it like materialized like dust forming into his suit and everything that was all built in a full basically that was the inspiration of the MCU Iron Man costume mm-hmm. was all of that. Do you have the roller skate picture? Yeah, that's the one. Oh lord! Especially yeah, he's got okay. those weird hip <laughs> right. discs thing. I'd probably say that's seventies or eighties. It, it was bad. But like it's still every once in a while in the Iron Man issues they still make fun of him. That's not the only one. Yeah, every once in a while they make fun of him for that. <laughs> okay, all right. But I mean, he's not. That good, was high tech back then, though. I mean, it was it was in the now. It was culturally relevant sure, then. Sure. Um, it was before inline skating. Like, they need to bring it back. Well, every once in a while they still make fun of him. Like, hey, you got those roller skates on your boots? Hey, I don't care what you say. They were practical at the time. Like it was just fun. And I want it, I want them to do it again, but with like the Heelys instead, where it's just the heel oh. wheels. Oh <laughs> yes, we got to modernize that. Give us the Heelys. <laughs> That's what I want. Oh my god. But yeah, Iron Man over the years, like I said, he's had some really good ones, and he's had some really bad ones. The Hulkbuster was really good. Hulkbuster is mm-hmm. always cool. Yeah. Very, very situational. Yeah. Sure. Even the not Hulkbuster, but the satellite that's overhead one. That one's cool too. The, is that the one that Friday controls? Veronica. Veronica. Yeah. Um, 
I really want to see, I don't know that we will, but I hope we do, uh, in the current Dark Ages book. It's steam-powered, as it were. I it's want to see that. Steampunk Iron Man? Yeah. That just sounds cool and terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, it's hot in here. I mean, he can um, have insulation. It'll be fine. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's one that I would really like to see. Uh, what's next on your list, Adrian? Do you have anything else on your list? You always have stuff to talk about. I always have stuff to talk about. Um, no. All right, I'll do it again. Uh, Loki, over the years, okay. has had some... Like his first ones were super cheesy. The whole yellow it reminds me a lot of Sinestro. Yeah, his classic, the classic Sinestro. Actually, mm-hmm. it does with the one costume with the like star points coming off, um, where they changed Loki into a female Loki. Like I remember, like, oh, they changed him to female. Like, well, but Loki isn't male or female, and he's a god. So, guys, yeah. it's a fictional comic. It's he's a, he was a horse for a while, right? And when the, a... when Dark Reign happened, when he was part of the secret cabal and everything too, or he was, a she woman. was part of the cabal like it worked really cool like oh you thought mm-hmm. loki was dangerous imagine if he was distracting men as well like all right that's extra la- layer of trickery then and everything so loki was always a, always had a cool costume with that and over the years every once in a while has like the broken horn or the vote loki or basically what i'm saying is watch the loki tv show on disney plus and you'll see a whole bunch of costumes there mm-hmm. they were mostly really cool yeah uh yeah. and um more Spider-Man, because I know Laura's upstairs. She'll yell at me otherwise. Uh, Spider-Man Noir, cool costume. I like that one a lot. Uh, Spider-Ham, not really a whole lot of difference other than just the being inside is different. Uh, but yeah, I know you mentioned Miles' costume before. That one's cool. Uh, there's a symbiote Miles somewhere, too. I thought that was pretty sweet. There's I've always a, been a fan of the symbiote variations. The symbiote uh, Spider-Gwen looks cool, too. That yeah. one's really With the, the hood that has the teeth and everything. Like, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's her current costume now, too. It's, it's a symbiote. It's, sure. Cool. So. I did like the original Scarlet Spider, but I don't know that it would work today. With the hoodie and everything? With the hoodie, and it was a plain red bodysuit with the blue hoodie with the spider on it. It, that was it. It Sleeve- was. It was sleeveless, wasn't it? Yeah, the hoodie was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was very eighties, nineties. Yeah, feel. And it ended up being a symbiote. Also, we come to find out in a small arc called uh, "Planet of the Symbiotes." Yeah, and it, he gets Eddie accidentally shoots him with the sonic blaster, and his vest screeches, and then they get teleported to the planet of the symbiotes. Uh, the Iron Spider. Really cool, classic, like I instant I, classic. It's hard for me to find one that's cooler than that one. Like, there's some arguments here or there. Like, I like the Superior Spider-Man when Doc Ock was it because that was kind of a hybrid Doc. of the Iron Spider and not. But it's like, oh, it's Iron Spider and Doctor Octopus. You're just used to having those extra arms, mm-hmm, aren't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I'm like, uh, okay, that's fine. Looked cool. That's fine. Um, but even then, it had the red and black instead of the red and blue. Uh, cape, cape, cape. Cape Spider-Man suit. Spider-Man suit with the cape. I don't remember that one eh, at all. We get reference of, references of it uh, throughout time. Uh, they referenced it in Spider-Verse. They referenced it in the What If. It was a long time ago. A and long, long time I would say. He had a cape. 
also Spider-Man with the webs under his arms versus not webs underneath his mm-hmm. arms. Mm-hmm. I know the argument has been, well, it depends on who's drawing him. But like, is it though? Or is it just sometimes it's there? No, that's the 2099. That one I kind of liked. I liked that cape. That one, and the, that whole costume was pretty cool yes. too. With the yes. red and blue and like the weird, almost looked like uh, Scarlet Witch's mask on on his face. I want to say that that's the first time we get a nano suit. It came out of a watch that he had on him. Mm. That could be. Uh, and this is 90s? This is, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, going to say was, 90s. Yeah, because that's why they did 2099, right. which was taking place in the 90s. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You're welcome, Laura. I don't know if she can hear me or not, but she will later probably. So, uh, moving on. We have talked a whole lot about our favorite costumes. It's only 45 minutes in. Well, it's fine. Um, I do want to do a side note before we go into the books this week. Uh, Jared and I have talked about it. Adrian, I don't know if you want to participate or not. But this past weekend, they announced that Saga will be returning in January. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So we are going to be reading and discussing each volume each week leading up to hopefully-ish when it comes out. Holy crap. That's nine volumes. That's nine weeks. That's a lot. That's nine weeks. All right. Just one a week. It's only like six issues a volume. Is that a lot of Saga? I mean, yes, it's good. Don't get me wrong. I Yeah. I have not read it since I, each issues were coming out. So for me, I need to read because it's been three years since it last came out. Okay. So like, all right, well, sure. And we need content to talk about we so do. we can talk about Saga each week. Okay, so, people. If you really don't want us to talk about Saga, this is one of those times when you need to let us know. But so, I also think we're going to keep it. We're going to still do our normal other topics too. Other though. topics and do a a quick synopsis right. of, okay. of Saga. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to spend gonna be, like a half right. an hour talking about it. It's going to be a Five to ten minutes. Right, because we can talk. We can talk. Yes. So <laughs> we just figured we'll, we'll limit ourselves. In anticipation it. of Saga returning in January, a lot of us either haven't read it or it's been so long since we read it since it's been out, since they stopped in 2018. Oh, and you just said that Mark is going to buy these for us, right? Oh, oh, for three of us? Yeah. He's going to buy copies for each of us? Yep. Right, Mark? Yeah, we're going to copies for that, so it'll be fine. So, yeah, that's what our plan is going forward-ish. Again, you're welcome to do that. Yeah. You just sit no, here and talk about it's it. It's a great story. I don't... I don't... Have you read it before? Yeah. You read part of it? Part and, of it. Yeah. So, it's... I really enjoyed it when it was coming out week to week. Same here. I have not read them in collected volumes before, so I don't... I wonder how that well it'll be transition. really fun, I think. Yeah. So, it's our podcast book club of sagas. So that's what we're going to start with, hopefully starting with next week. I don't know the actual release date of the next series yet, but we're going to try to line it up to roughly, you know, nine weeks worth of podcasting. How many do we order? That's going to be weird because it's been, what, like two years since that last issue came Three out? years. Three years. It was 2018. This is 2021. So I have to assume that people have gotten onto the Saga Boat, right? And there have been people that have gotten off the Saga Boat because of this. I want to say that we've gained more fans because of it than lost because of it. Well, because we what always do we, do we always encourage people. I don't know how many times people have come in like, oh, you know, I want more saga. Cool. Here you go. Here you go. They pick up the flight. I think it's volume nine is the most recent one. All right. I want more. <laughs> Funny story. Sucker. No. Funny story about that. So, like, I Man. am curious to see how many people will come back now. Come back for the single issues is different than coming back for the trades also. That I think oh, sure. because I mean trades come out roughly six months after the the issues are done because they have to do six issues mm-hmm, per trade mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see but that's our plan going forward is have a section of the podcast be dedicated to saga and if we want to do that we could do more sections of a book club for our podcast going forward too. it doesn't suck I enjoyed it so no I, no I mean going forward issue fifty five and on 
Oh yeah, I, I, I just, yeah. I just, please don't sign. You had three years. It better be good, right? So, well, you remember how much I flipped out when Die took that first hiatus, right? I was like, oh no. So, moving on now moving on. to books that came out this week. August 13th, 2021. Jared, you went first before, so you can go first again. All right. Um, First on my list was uh, Titans United number two. Um, This, uh, no spoilers since it's still Wednesday. Um, This, the last issue, we pick up um, different characters like uh, um, Kite or Polka Dot Man. Yes, Ki- Polka Dot Man. So you want to say Kite Man. I, I'm wanting to say Kite Man. <laughs> no, kite it man. is Kite Man. I'd say Kite Man is greatly yeah. underutilized. He is. It's Kite Man. Um, but uh, uh, these random like C-list characters are getting superpowers of the Teen Titans. Like They can shapeshift like Beast Boy. They're like absorbing all of their powers. So they're trying to figure out why, what happened. But uh, the first guy they come across, his body burns up and he's dead because of this so they uh render kite man unconscious in this one and he's not dead now so um so they're trying to figure it out uh superboy at the end of the last issue was kind of hurt weekend don't know what his thing is but he's awful angry in this issue because it definitely seems like random civilians are getting the powers of rogue where like oh i can suck your power but i don't actually have to touch you i'm just nearby your aura and that's mine right so they're kind of going on this mystery quest of figuring out what's happening what do these two these people who are getting this superpower have in common you know they're doing starting to do nightwing's detective work you know so in in this superboy hacks the bat computer and nightwing has to explain to batman what's going on so that was kind of funny (laughs) it is what it is yeah that's not really a spoiler to anything but i thought that was a really great little you know superboy hacked the bat computer (laughs) so Obviously, Batman's calling. What is going on? So, but yeah, Titans United. It's been a good, solid story so far. If you like uh, Titans, uh, Red Hood's in this on the Titans team with Nightwing and everybody. So it's been a really good dynamic with him because everyone just wants to punch him, you know, because he's Red Hood. He's he's a jerk. And it's a seven issue miniseries, so yeah, it's not a huge it's investment, not, right? It's not a huge investment. It's reading really well in single issue stuff so far. So, yeah, if you like to wait till trades, then we'll probably tell you when it comes out of the trade because yeah. when they do, we tell you. We're issue two in, two, two of seven, so it's not not going to be real long till the trade comes out on this one. All right. Adrian, what's on your list? Uh, it's Halloween, so you know what's on my list. Uh, Vader's Castle, Ghost of Vader's Castle, uh, the IDW Star Wars book. It's a Halloween book. I keep talking about it. This I'm is week four three. out of five, I believe. Um, this time, somebody is possessed by Vader's spirit. I'm just going to leave it at that. And it reminded me of kind of the the base storyline of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Uh, not so much as don't fall asleep, but if something's going to happen, something's going to pop out and get you. Uh, I love Star Wars, and it works. Again, it's one of those. It's 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 drawn for a younger audience. It's it's literature is written for a younger audience, but it's just fun. Um, like the way the art they do for like Vader here, like he looks scary. Like why does he have red eyes? Why why did they give him red eyes? Like this sounds to to me, it feels like it's a kids that are laying around a campfire in the Star Wars universe yeah. telling stories. Well, that's kind of the the. These stories are actually being told 
while something else is going on. So yeah, it, 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 yes. So it's, it's like, exactly that. Uh, but yeah, and I think the the next one is the last one. So issue five, I believe, is the last one, which would hit probably hit trade relatively soon then as well. Mm-hmm. Just in time for Christmas, yay! Uh, so next on my list is. Pennyworth, number three. This is another seven-issue miniseries. I'm seeing a lot of sevens with the DC Universe are going on right now. Um, I've really enjoyed the issues one and two before this. Issue three continues with more and more. Um, This one stands out to me because the new James Bond movie came out this past week. And this is Alfred Pennyworth being a spy for MI5 slash Her Majesty's Secret Service slash whatever. And like, oh, what is? It's basically, what if Alfred was James Bond? And this is what it is like him running around doing a caper. He has a spy partner that he is constantly flirting with. There's something about Alfred flirting with someone that just, <laughs> it just it's like, whoa, what if your parents are, if you see your parents flirting with someone else, like it just, it feels creepy. Even though it's a young person, young Alfred, it doesn't matter, but it's still like, I don't know. It just doesn't set right. It doesn't feel like it should. Tell for, me you're reading him like Sean Connery. Uh, no, but I kind of want to now. Yeah, right. Um, ah, the day is mine. It, I really like it because it does jump. So the first few issues, it jumped back more along three different timelines. One sure. when he was real young. One when he was a spy. Another one when he's older. This one basically has all but dropped the him being a child storyline. Like, oh, we got what we needed. Because that was the backstory between him and his spy partner. Him and her. So now it's mostly him as the spy doing the job and then him in the future where he got captured and he's trying to break free and all that using his spy abilities to break free and everything. And it's just really good. I really enjoy it. Um, Again, I can't express this enough. The banter between him and her is just really weird. It works because they are kids. But like there's one part where he boosts her up and she's like, Oh, have fun. Stay on my best side. Like everything. Like it just feels super cheesy and weird. Like I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. Like I get that you're kids and it, it is what it is, but like, it's just, you're Alfred. You're not this little sex craved kid, but I mean, he's a boy. So what can you expect? So this is Pennyworth number three. Of I mean, seven. in his defense, he doesn't say anything. She's bringing it up. Right. She is like, yeah, she is doing, but he's... Don't think about an elephant. She's doing what do you all, think the, about? all the active flirting while he does a lot of the passive, like, they still flirt back and forth. But it is definitely a game that they do, like, towing the line of, ah, ah, ah. Don't look at my butt. It's it's sexual chicken is basically what they're playing. <laughs> like, who's going to back down first? So, that, that's what it reminds me of. But it is funny. It is weird. I like it, and James Bond came out this week, so want to have a Bond book, but better than the Bond books I've read. And that is Alfred, specifically Pennyworth, number three of seven. So many innuendos. In her endo. Jared, what is your other thing you want to talk about this week? <laughs> uh, Batman the Imposter. This is DC's black label. Book Isn't that one. one of Pennyworth's moves? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, folks. Earmuffs! Oh, oh wait, folks. wait. Wrong way. I think we're still fine with the clean with the clean tag on this podcast, <laughs> but we're flirting dangerously close. Kind of like Alfred and Kinda his like. girlfriend. <laughs> anyway, Jared, sorry about that distraction. Move along. Okay. Move uh, along. Batman the Imposter. Batman the Imposter. Thank you. Uh, book one. Um, I don't know how long this is going to go. If this is a three part series or what. I did not look. It is a mini series. I know that much. Yeah. 
So, but uh, it's a bl DC black label. It is running about six bucks, but it is a bit oversized. I, it just felt like this one kept going. So it's very well, long. It's oversized. There's a lot of a lot of dialogue in this. Um, this is Batman early in his career. Uh, he gets beat up, shot up, whatever, and he lands on Leslie Tompkins, uh, Doctor Tompkins' uh, doorstep. She brings him in and patches him up, and that's when she finds out Bruce Wayne is Batman. Well, she has the moral dilemma of do I heal call him the cops. or do I call the yeah. cops where they'll patch him up and then immediately send him off to Arkham. Right. So she decides to patch him up, not call the cops, but she kind of gives him the ultimatum of, yeah, you're going to sit here and take my therapy or I'm going to call the cops and just tell mm -hmm. them who you are. You know, and she's like, if you're not here next week, every same day. thing. Every day. Yeah, it's every day. If you're not here so, every morning, the moment you're not here or you're late, I'm calling the cops. I don't yep. care. So that's been – it's a really good twist on the Dr. Tompkins and Batman's relationship. I don't she's think always, we get enough of that story. No. That's really critical. I remember yeah. seeing her for the first time in the animated series yeah. on TV. She's one of the best characters in, in the Batman world, but uh, – very underutilized. Mm -hmm. Well, and this is a Batman book that's more about Bruce Wayne than exactly. actual Batman. So it's really good. It's written by Matson Tomlin, and he did a good job. I just love the also part with that. Like, no, no, sign this paperwork. I legally can't tell anyone that you're Batman because it's Dr. Patient Confidentiality. Right. I love that part. Just like, and just to guarantee I can't tell anybody, sign this. Yep. It's like, you can tell, you, you can't tell me if you're paying me. So even you just pay me a penny, I don't care. I can't tell anybody Dr. Patient Confidentiality. So, skirting that law a little bit. Yep. But I want to cut in front of you, Adrian, with speaking of people getting beaten up and stuff, with my pick of the week, which was The Amazing Spider-Man number 76, where the cover has Spider-Man, Peter Parker, in a hospital bed, breathing machines, tubes, all sorts of stuff going on. He'll MJ's down there crying. Um, but he's also, like, hanging on the cover. The, he's got, like, spiderweb to the top of the bed, so it makes it look like he's, like, on a wall hanging there. He'll be fine. But so I also, yeah, like, I within it's that, just... where it looks like he's hanging, there's only one thread. It's all The rest of the web is broken yeah. and dwindling. Like, you can tell he's hanging on by a thread, yep. which is just, that's, it's that's cheesy, but it's really cool that they put that in yeah, there. Yeah, it's a great cover. Um, but this story, you know, followed up from last week's issue where uh, – Spoiler, even though we talked about it earlier, there is a new Spider-Man in town. And not, I'm not talking about Miles. I'm talking about Ben Riley. He is back. He is Spider-Man. Um, he, he's financed. He legally owns, or he's working for the company that legally owns the name Spider-Man. Because, of course, Doc Ock would incorporate the name and try to make more money off of it. Of course he would. So now Peter Parker can't legally run around as Spider-Man. I mean, there's a question. I mean, like, I mean he's, he's never legally been allowed to be running around He's a vigilante, so, like, it doesn't, like, really, you guys, okay, whatever. It is, I mean, one of those things more, like, it's insult, it's, a, it's an insult to Peter, like, really, I'm Spider-Man. But in this issue, Ben talks to him, like, well, yeah, you're Peter Parker, but you know I have all of your memories. So every impulse you have to be Spider-Man, you know I have the exact same thing, but I can't. Do you know how much that sucks for me? Like, I understand that, you know, it's not fair to you, but also look at it from my angle. Like, as far as I knew... I was Spider-Man, and now I can't be that. And they really have a heart-to-heart. -heart. Like, Peter's like, oh, crap, he's right. Like, I, I am being super selfish by doing this. And, hey, check it. I'm in the hospital. I, you know, I'm hanging on by a thread. Why not let him do this for a while while I recover? So it was really cool. Um, you see Aunt May super angry because the doctors aren't giving her all the answers that she wants. So she's like, all right, I'll take care of this. And Peter's like, I'm glad I'm here, not out there. <laughs> So it's cool to see that the dynamic between 
Peter and Ben and even just them with Ben with Mary Jane. Like Mary Jane knows who Ben Riley is, but I don't think uh, Aunt May necessarily knows either because she doesn't know Peter Spider-Man too. So it's just really cool, but I really enjoyed it. I I know I was hesitant of this becoming a three times a month series, but so far it's it is the best. It's better than the Spider-Man story that was leading up to this. So I'm cool with it. I am still scared of them going to weekly. I say it was three times a month, but they're doing dot uh, number dot issues. Like there will so be a 77 a dot series. something else. So yeah, like it will become a weekly series. Um, I think I'm, I'm nervous about much. that, but at least that is by a different creative team. So I don't necessarily have to think of them in the same vein, but it is what it is. I've really enjoyed it so far. I'm looking forward to more. This is a new, fresh take on Spider-Man. And I know it's temporary because Peter is still alive. Um, the end of last week's issue, they said they had an advertisement for coming in January. Ben Riley Spider-Man. So I'm, unless they're canceling Amazing Spider-Man, I just don't see that happening. I can see them doing, all right, we got Ben Riley Spider-Man. We got Miles Morales Spider-Man. We have Amazing Spider-Man Peter Parker. Hmm. So... We've got Spider-Gwen. Right, but I'm seeing the actual Spider-Man Spider yeah. titles. Like, I'm I'm okay with this. We've been seeing a lot of, like, refreshing on things, right? And we if we, we, we could probably track it. Somebody shows up, and then a few months later, the movie happens. Hey, Are we going to get Ben Riley in the uh, new Spider-Man movie? The No Way Home? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible. I would not I mean, at out. this point, it's possible is the only thing we can say. And it actually makes sense right. because anything is possible with the multiverse. Will we see Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Will we see Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? Sure. Anything, anything's possible. The Japanese guy that was Japanese Spider-Man in the 60s. Sure. Maybe he'll make a cameo. Will we get the Into the Spider-Verse animated Spider-Man into the live action? That would be weird. <laughs> anything's possible. Do, big, do pigs talk in this universe? Because I don't want to freak him out. Could we get a, Spider-Man, a live action Spider-Man noir? Okay, that'd be fun. That. That'd be super duper fun. Played by actual Nick Cage still? I'd be cool oh, with that too. Because he was because he, he was the voice in the yes. into the Spider-Verse. If if we had a live action Nick Cage, Spider-Man Noir, take my money. I will pay real limited and I'll pay actual money to see this. Because that I want to see. Nick Cage, full on Nick Cage Spider-Man. It may be the worst thing I've ever seen. But no, it'll still be you've worth seen it. emo Toby Maguire. It can't be that. Bad. Never underestimate the power of Sony to lower the bar. So, it is possible. <laughs> However, I would pay to see it because again, that Nick bar Cage, is pretty freaking low. Though. Mm-hmm. It it is, it but could go lower. It You're can go right. lower because we thought for a long time Spider-Man Venom. Three was a really bad movie. Carnage, Fantastic Four. But that wasn't Sony. Rise of Doesn't the matter. Silver Surfer. Doesn't matter. The first one wasn't as bad. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. I'm talking, talking about the, the other one. one with Michael B. Oh, Jordan. Oh, the third one. Yes, I didn't even I'm finish saying, that one. Never underestimate the power for anybody to lower the bar. They yeah, can always lower the God, bar. They lowered that one significantly. So, I'm just saying there's a chance. But if there's a chance of Nick Cage Spider-Man, sure, I don't care. I'll see it, even if it's only a five-minute movie. Sure, I'll pay full admission because I want to see that. That would be amazing and terrifying, but I'm in. Adrian, any other mm. books you want this week that stood out to you? This week? Since you missed last week, you can talk about last week's books, or there's a trade that I handed you earlier that I know you really enjoyed. I know Noctera came out this week, and I still love the book. Uh, it ends, <laughs> it's funny because this kind of ends, 
if you guys remember uh, when I spoke about being worried, it ends where I start to get worried. Um, That's a good cliffhanger, then. It is a good cliffhanger. Uh, so if you get the trade out there in Radioland, uh, you're not going to like how it ends. But now's the time to start picking up on the issues and then getting this to catch up. Um, solid story. The Earth is dark. It shouldn't be dark. If you stay in the darkness, you transform into something You awful. mutate, I would say. And, um, yeah, it's just a good... Uh, it's a good survivor survival story, um, that I'm really liking a whole lot. And that came out this week. Uh, it's the first six issues, first six issues. It's by image. I love, we've talked about this before. It's a great jumping on price point. 10 bucks. You can't beat that. You for can't. Six issues. Try it. Maybe you hate it. Maybe you do. I like it. You don't have to like everything I like. Tony you should, but I think Tony Daniel does the art on that. I believe because I always like his right. art. He, he's yes. pretty solid. Yes. Uh, Snyder writes and Daniels. Tony. Yep. Yes. The art is by Tony Daniels. Daniel. One. Daniel. Daniel. That's one. right. Just one of them. Don't, Tony S. Daniel. Tony S. Daniel. Uh, I will mention one of my books from last week. Since you weren't here. Because I wasn't here. Uh, the Me You Love in the Dark. Uh, I read the preview uh, just article in Comic Shop News. I remember... Uh, this is a couple months ago, and I'm like, oh, that sounds creepy. And I had fun with Mercy, a horror book when, for a guy who doesn't like horror books. Let's try another one. Issue three of a miniseries, I think. I'm right? pretty sure it's a miniseries. Six, seven, eight, nine? It doesn't say in the book, Whatever. but I'm pretty sure it's a miniseries. Uh, the artwork is fantastic. It's written by Scotty Young, but it's drawn by not Scotty Young. Uh, George Cor- or Jorge Corona. But definitely inspired by Scotty Young's But, art. yeah, and there have been times when I'm like, hey, I thought he wasn't drawing this. And uh, it looks like stuff that he would have done. Um, I almost wonder if it's like an apprentice or something. Like, if he taught that person, like, I can see that. Like, oh, that's why you're in – or why I hired you because I know you. Wait. And you get what I do. You're telling me that if I'm good at something and I teach somebody else how to be good at something too, we can get more cool stuff? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> The story, uh, this issue three, took a little weird twist at the end. It works, though. It is rated mature. You do see nipple. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned it last week, too. So and, uh, it, is ra- it is rated mature, I believe, too. The preview for the next month's issue uh, is dark and scary. and It's messed up. It it. You don't start the three issues with dark and scary. You get it with, like, suspense and, like... What are you doing? You're not supposed to talk to ghosts and things in the dark. It starts with a honeymoon period. Like, <laughs> it's that's what it is because they are definitely forming a relationship, but it seems like the beginning of the next issue, the honeymoon starts to be over. Yeah. Yeah. So, super excited. Again, I'm not a fan of horror books. And I don't know that I would call it. Yeah. It w- yeah. I would, I would it's, call it's this a, a horror book. It's a slow burn, though. Uh, but still super duper fun. Uh, the guy I work with, um, I've been letting him read my issues, and he looked at me today. He's like, I want the next issue right now. And you're like, I know. So do I, I don't have it. I'm sorry. That, see, that's how I felt about Saga. So I want the next issue now. Saga. So moving on to the part that Jared always forgets about. Ah, crap. I'm on it. Oh, hey. The hero of the week. Let it be comic book character or otherwise. And Jared, since you're first, how about you go first then? Okay. I am going to go with Professor Farnsworth from Futurama. 
Good news, everyone. That's right. I love his quotes. He's just that evil genius. You know, he's got like, what, 20 doomsday devices? At least. Gives away a couple. Oh, people should still fear me if I've got eight instead of ten. He's got the smelloscope. The smelloscope. Instead of the telescope. Yep. All of his inventions and how he's always sending his crew to, to their doom. So, yeah. They'll be fine. Yeah. All right. So. Sorry, Adrian, do you have one or are you the next? I'm on a Futurama kick right now. No, that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming? Ian Fleming. Creator of Bond. I uh, it was texting my brother after the end of the movie, after the end of the movie, and we just kind of reminisced a little bit about uh, growing up with Sean Connery and Roger Moore as, as Bond, um, being okay with Timothy Dalton and being okay with George... Lazenby. Thank you. Uh, and being much like they, there was some redemption there with Pierce Brosnan becoming the new Bond. Dalton but then wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. Yeah. I think the writing didn't work for him. Exactly. You know? I agree. And then they kind of made those mistakes again in the later Pierce Brosnan. Um, the first two were okay, but the later ones weren't. Right. Um, Golden Eyes was an instant yeah. fan favorite. Um, Great game. Yep. Right. Uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, Q, the original Q. Um, no, just Bond is just one of those guys that uh, looking back, you're like, oh, he's a sexist pig. But when you really pay attention to the character, he almost has to be to be able to fight, to go on, to be able to do what needs to be done. He kind of has to self-sacrifice himself from the rest of humanity disconnect himself so when he gets married in 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 honor majesty's secret service that doesn't make any sense so let's kill the wife you know um just everything you you almost feel bad when you think about james bond when you for him being a sexist prick you know but you kind of have to be and he's always saving the world all right and my hero of the week i'm gonna do a hero and a villain uh, my hero is going to be Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. uh, because don't spoil the latest episode, please. Uh, the the whole series has been phenomenal. I know I was Adrian. I've been talking about it since the beginning. I've of been it. telling you to watch it. Yeah, and I said I didn't have Apple TV, so well, I couldn't. I, um, but I've been listening to the Fake Doctors Real Friends podcast, where it's Zach Braff and Donald Faison. He uh, directed one of those they, episodes. He, episode two, uh, season one. The first, quote, real episode, because the pilots don't usually count because they're just figuring out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or not. Anyway, they have, they, you know, they talk about the Scrubs podcast, or the Scrubs show, that's what they're talking about. But they have Bill Lawrence, the creator of Scrubs, on it frequently. He's also the creator of Ted Lasso. So I say, hey, if you like Ted Lasso, watch Scrubs. If you like Scrubs, watch Ted Lasso. It works out great. Um, but it is, it is a really good, feel-good show. It is. Like, there are struggles they like, oh, just... Come on, like I want, I like you're so cheesy and overbearing, but what is the line? I can't help but cheer for you. Like, uh, Trent, Trent Krim from The Independent yes. says that in episode three. Uh, you can't help but cheer for him. So, and you, it's a whole series. Like, I, yes, like your teammates are, you're, you know, your team, they're dumb, but they should, they should do better. They should be, they should be better. Not necessarily do better, but they should be better. It's not about him coaching for them to win. It's about him coaching them to be better human beings. He's yes. coaching them for life. And like outside of the, being the field. Being a better human being will translate 
hit, the whole point is when you when you coach somebody to be a better human being, he or she will be better at whatever he or she does in life. Right. Naturally. Yeah, and with this past season also, they introduced a therapist. Like, hey, you know. I thought I was going to – the first episode I meet her, it's like, oh. I hate you. I don't like you at all. Oh, I she, hate you. I agree. But, but man, she's – And then she's just like, like – I don't want her to leave. I don't want her to leave. Like a tumor, she grows on you. <laughs> so, like, I – yeah, Cut it out. Yeah. Except for her. No, keep her in. She's a great character and like – they, he's with like a romance. Like, is there going to be a romance between these? That's definitely not appropriate for the for the doctor patient confidentiality. Like, no, that's not that's... cool. But they definitely le- lean on each other, and it, and it works out really great. Mm-hmm. But with that, I'm going to say my villain is Nate the Great. I'm going to end it with that. Watch the season finale, and you'll, <sighs> you'll know. And with that, I'm going to say thanks for listening to this episode, everybody. Um, we'll be back next week talking about Saga. So it it's going to be. It's gonna be good. Yep. At least I mean, good. Again, I've never read it and collected issues, so I'm excited to see how it does in story, like actual volume wise, instead of week to week. But I'm excited for it. We're gonna talk about other stuff too, uh, and of course, we'll probably go along because that's what we do. That's when, what we do, especially when all three of us are here. Laura will be joining us back soon. Um, her, she's getting a new schedule with work and everything, so she'll be back in for a few episodes here and there, and it should be good. So with that, follow us on MySpace. <laughs> that's right I didn't forget myspace.com slash alter ego comics presents uh, because I just love that reaction every time you never expect it Whenever, <laughs> you always, always forget, forget about, about it. it it's like the hero of the week you still forget about yeah. it don't worry the world has forgot about myspace <laughs> but they haven't um, follow the store on facebook twitter instagram um, yeah and we'll be back some point next week Probably. Buy stuff between now and then so you can know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's plan on if you're listening to the episode this week, you know, read Saga over the course of the week, or you might, you'll get spoilers. But sorry, guys, it's the first volume has been out four for years at least. Yeah. I mean, it's been out for a while. I mean, there's a three year hiatus. So, plus like what? 40, how many issues did, where, they did where we Well, they did nine volumes. So if you do two volumes a year, then it's been out for a while. Hmm. Anyway, we're going too long again, but oh well, it is what it is. All right. Good night, hey, everybody. Hey, you know what? Thank you guys for listening this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you haven't been paying attention, sometimes there's bonus content after the end credits because it's just like Marvel. Stay till after the credits. Always after the credits. Always after the credits. Uh, but yeah, we will see you next time. And yeah. Good night. I know I joke about it every week, but I was really surprised to see Captain America in that Titans book. Uh, see, I was just going to say, there's nothing after the credits this week and just ended with that. <laughs>